0: afternoon or good evening and welcome to the vanguard for Spike Junior Lucas I am Matt Wright and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom why Junior are you Lu- giving me that Junior
1: Lucas not I mean it's not it's it works okay hey you're running
0: really like so
1: No I know I know you're trying your I'm best running, here.
0: I I am and I actually had to find that one moments before the show because I forgot to stock up earlier There are week.
1: only so many rappers Whose names can be tied. You
0: would be in, Like there, I have a I have an entire list of like anybody who's ever rapped now, thanks nice. to Brett Robertson. Um,
1: yeah, shout out to Brett Robertson for that. Shout out to Brett Robertson. Shout also, out to uh, Brett Robertson.
0: Yeah. Also, real quick, shout out to um, Brittany Andreason, who uh, it is her twenty eighth birthday today.
1: Happy twentieth birthday, Brittany. Thank you for 20th, spending 20th. it watching this.
0: Oh, she's not. Oh. <laughs> She's not.
1: <laughs> well, happy it, it, birthday anyway, but not as enthusiastic a one now, right. honestly.
0: Nick, Nicholas Andreasen says, Love you guys. I'll watch tomorrow. It's my wife's 28th birthday, so give her a shout out.
1: Oh. Uh, well, happy 28th birthday, but still still you should be watching us whatever stay. like what I don't even care folks uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, wherever you are watching or listening to this if you haven't already be sure to like follow or subscribe and definitely definitely be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell the last thing we want is for you to miss out on a hour plus long libertarian entertainment slash news podcast. And especially and your closest loved one. Share it, too, because we don't want your closest loved ones. Give the gift of muddy waters today. Kids love it.
0: Matt, first and foremost, I would like to thank Casey Nestor Campbell for the delicious kava that I am drinking on today's episode. That's
1: not kava that you made with your own hands in that video just then.
0: No, that cava was gone a week and a half ago.
1: Oh, okay. And allow me to thank Aguafina.
0: Aguafina. For this
1: Aguafina. Bump bump bump. That's uh, if you don't know salsa music, that's not even funny. Anyway, I'd like to thank Aguafina for uh for this uh what is this? Purified drinking water.
0: Bulavanaka. Bula What's funny is uh, when I went to go shoot that video, Mm -hmm. uh, I knew that we were going to be using a green screen. Yes. I literally wore this shirt to go and shoot that video. And we were getting ready to shoot. It was like five to ten minutes right before we were getting ready to start. And I looked at Adam and I said, I shouldn't have worn a green shirt, should I? And he looked at me and he goes, no. And then the guy who directed the video, this guy, uh, Stephen McKendry, he comes out and he goes, I was just thinking, you're wearing a green shirt, aren't you? And I said, "Yep." Yeah. Go change. <laughs> so Genius. I had to run back home. I had Genius to run back home. level
1: stuff. That's big brain stuff.
0: Yeah, that's big brain stuff. Like I just grabbed the muddied water shirt that I had with me, and I didn't even think like that was all I thought was muddied water shirt. Didn't even think about the color.
1: <laughs> that is, uh, well, it worked out though. You, you at least had, um, you at least had something. So that's good. And it went and very how- well. I now know how to make Kava, kind of.
0: Right. And now I know that I just need to get more muddied water shirts, which you can get from our store by visiting muddiedwatersmedia.com and hitting the old store link.
1: Hit that store link. Don't just put in slash store. Not anymore. No. It's not soon, anymore. though. Soon, though. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Dad Bod calendar, featuring the sexiest. Libertarian men in the that they could get to be on this calendar, including me. That was Mr. April right there. Perfect social distancing tool. If you want people to stay at least six feet away from you, uh, carry this bad boy around. Only twelve dollars, including shipping. uh, And if you want it signed and personalized by yours truly, only thirty dollars. And again, that includes shipping Um, and all of the proceeds go to uh, to various Libertarian Party candidates up and down the ballot. Uh, This episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus. I don't even know if that's true anymore, but I'm still (laughs) saying it is because it's my caucus. I'm the head of it, and you should join it. The Facebook group, uh, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, be sure to look for that and join today. This episode is also brought to you by an actual sponsor, which is the—well, I guess the— Calendar's an actual sponsor. But uh, it's also brought to you by Black Organic Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because why the hell not? This is America. We spell black however we want. BLVCK Organic Coffee, the finest cold-brewed organic coffee on the market. Be sure to go to Black blackbrews, dot com and use the checkout code MW. For free shipping, this episode is also brought to you by the the Jorgensen-Cohen campaign. Joe Jorgensen and I are running on a platform of setting America free and taking the power out of the hands of the craven, pandering politicians and their well-heeled, politically connected, billionaire cronies and putting that power and that wealth and that freedom back in the hands of you, the people, where it always belonged, and this episode, of course, is brought to you by Henry McMaster, Governor of South Carolina, and known bitch, known bitch, well known for be, for being a bitch. So,
0: speaking of um, it, real real quick, did you get the? Um... The first video in topic one, you didn't do what you normally do to it to let me know that you've done it. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because you didn't change what I wrote, which you normally do. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Okay. okay. Cool. Why are we doing this live? Because of- so- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it when it came time.
1: Oh, Okay. Right, okay. <laughs>
0: Speaking of pandering, yeah. awful, terrible things that politicians have done. Yes. Joe Biden has selected his VP nominee. And it is personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at Laws Bay, Kamala Harris.
1: Kamala Harris, pictured here, not socially distancing with a man who is making her clearly very uncomfortable. Uh, is uh, very very well known uh, for her record, which I will be talking about both on the Muddied Waters page and my own page in social media quite a bit over the following weeks. Uh, you'll get to know all about Kamala Harris's record as a prosecutor and uh, and about uh, why she is a. Uniquely bad and uniquely logical pick for Joe Biden, the architect of the militarized police state, the war on drugs, and every other bad policy to come out of government for the past nearly 60 years. She's kind of really the only logical conclusion, uh, and it would make sense that that that's who they pick. Um, It appears as though that they have to reorder uh, their convention schedule. As it was, uh, I guess they did a, a little bit of a bait and switch. It was previously listed that Harris was supposed to, to supposed to uh, speak Thursday before Joe Biden, um, and the VP nominee uh, was going to be on Wednesday.
0: Right, and a lot of people led this to, uh, speculated from this that um, that meant that she was not the VP pick, and since Susan Rice was left off as well as Val Demings. They jumped up in the odds of people who may be on, uh, who may be leading the odds on who would be picked for VP. Um, but sneaky, sneaky Joe Biden uh, came out and announced that Kamala Harris would now be the VP pick and they are just going to have to do some reordering there. And also yep. like I did all of these notes based on that based on that schedule yeah and then literally as i finished the notes
1: this happened i had to, yeah. I had
0: to change everything
1: all, all of it so if just yet another terrible thing that this that this person has done to america what she did to poor matt uh one of our uh top fans jean Luc uh actually summed it up pretty perfectly uh as to uh As to how uh, to respond to this, Uh, he said it's official. The Democrats have put together a ticket for president for POTUS that has done more harm to minorities, possibly than every hate group in the U.S. combined. And if you look at the record, that's not untrue.
0: It's not untrue. It is pretty accurate. The the Biden-Harris ticket has done more to harm minorities than any hate group could possibly do hope to in their lifetime
1: just between joe biden's 1994 crime bill uh and kamala harris's record as a prosecutor you already just between those two things you see more substantive damage being done to communities of color and other marginalized communities than really any hate group can claim in this country it's It's bad. Like I said, we're going to be detailing this in very in no uncertain terms for several weeks now Uh, for basically until Election Day. You will get to hear the story of Joe and Kamala as well as uh, as Donald and and Mike as well. Uh, Now, not to be detoured, Joe Biden came out with a powerful defense of Senator Harris today.
2: And I had a nurse at at, uh, nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and whisper in my ear and go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move to get, get me moving. It's powerful.
0: This reminds me, uh, whenever Paul Rudd would go on Conan, he may still do this. I'm not even sure, but he would show, uh, He'd be like he'd go to promote a movie, and then Conan would be like, "Okay, let's run the clip." And he showed the same clip from a movie called Mac and Me from the yes,
1: movie. where the the of coming down the waterfall, I
0: mean, yeah, or over the mountain or whatever, over the mountain
1: or something, yeah. something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I was like, "Oh, I didn't find this. I wonder what he found." And then you start showing it. I'm like, "He got me again."
1: Got you again. I might have to find that Mac and Me thing too because you're right that that was funny. Um, right. So, uh, speaking of victimizers, uh, Jelaine Maxwell was nope. taken off of Suicide Watch this week, but is still subjected to daily searches and constant surveillance. There's no way that this is going to end poorly. No. There's none. Hey, hey, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. This is a classic.
0: They could hear that. That's it. Yeah, it's a classic. It's, it's definitely a classic.
1: Yeah, this is... It is incredible how brazen they are with this. Like, it's, without skipping a beat, they're going to be like, Jelaine Maxwell has killed herself in a stunning turn of events. Like, I mean... It,
0: that wasn't a bad Cronkite there. Um, yeah, it, it's like a paint Oh, I by wasn't number. going for Cronkite, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's a paint by numbers on what they did with Epstein. Suicide yes. watch. Take him off of suicide watch. Turn off the cameras. Like the cameras. Like, I mean, it's just it's like we yeah. really are yeah. doing this again, right? Like, and they don't they don't think that anybody sees it.
1: I don't think it's that. I think honestly, I think they know that we see it, and at this point, they're just like, screw it. What are they going to do to us? Like there's we we have all the power. And again, this is what happens when you are dealing with uh when you're dealing with um you know people that that know that you have one of two choices and they're both terrible and they're both in on it. You lead to this type of stuff. Both Donald Trump and Joe Biden and and the, both the Democrats and the Republicans are knee-deep in this. And so it they have no reason to uh you know play around and go, "Oh, we had no idea." Because They knew they knew that that this was going to happen. And 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 they know that we know it's going to happen and they know that, you know, we're just going to be like, well, that's terrible. We hate it. Uh, I guess we got to vote for Biden to stop Trump. And I guess we got to vote for Trump to stop Biden. What what uh, downside is there um, to them doing this? And by the way, before anyone says it, yes, I do recognize that this brown is a bad color to wear. With all the other brown in the background, I just kind of blend in in a similar way that Matt would have blended in with the Kava background with his green shirt. It, I know no one said it, but I see it. I just want <laughs> you to know I see it.
0: I would have just been a floating, muddied water symbol.
1: That would have been kind of cool, though.
0: I know, right? Like, it would have been my arms and a floating, muddied water symbol.
1: Oh, this episode's also brought to you by personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Go to ChrisReynoldsLaw.com if you need Legal assistance in Florida. Yes. It's a powerful sponsorship there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, this thing with with Jelaine Maxwell, I hope she's brought to justice. I hope that all of the information is released.
0: And there, there was last week, before we did our show last week, there was a bunch of information that came out, but we had other things that we had to talk about. Mm-hmm. And... Some of the stuff that was in there, we all knew already. Like any of us that don't know that Bill Clinton went to Pedophile Island, you probably haven't read anything about this story at all. Uh, I did not know. Apparently, it's old news, but I didn't know about Alan Dershowitz.
1: Oh wow, I didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, no one of the uh, one of the accusers named Alan Dershowitz um, for a bunch of stuff and said that. Uh, he would go there and uh, Epstein would hook him up with like two girls that were under the age of 18. And he's denying, like he's coming out and denying it, but yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, because you're not going to not deny it, but um, hopefully he didn't uh, do it, but that was one of the uh, big bombshells from that corridor from the uh, court unsealing.
1: Was was Alan Dershowitz?
0: Alan Dershowitz. Well, yeah. there
1: you go, and he's a great defender of Trump. So and the Clintons, and he's and one of those people that has managed to find a way to defend Trump and the Clintons. So there you go. So that brings us to the end of the. Did you skipped one? I skipped it. That's why I'm bringing it up now. That was that. This the proceeding was the cold brew was the black organic coffee cold brewed caffeinated rapid fire segment brought to you by. Black Bruise B L V C K B R E W S and again use code M W for free shipping. So this story is. There's no humorous segue into this. There's no. There's no way to talk about this. Um, oh. <laughs> hey, speaking of the. I forgot one of the segments. Speaking of the black, cold-brewed, caffeinated, rapid-fire segment, we've got another segment in the rapid-fire segment that I've forgotten about. Not to be outdone by Joe Biden in saying and doing just things, just stupid, stupid things, things on a re- on a regular basis. Uh, Donald Trump uh, went to the went to bat today to or earlier this week to remind people that. He can also say stupid things, in this case, about the pandemic of 1918, because why not?
0: The closest thing is uh, in 1917, they say, right? Uh, the, the The great pandemic certainly was a terrible thing where they lost anywhere from 50 to 100 million people. Probably ended the Second World War. All the soldiers were sick. In 1917, they say, right, probably ended the Second World War. All the soldiers were sick. So it's not 1917. It was a yeah. great pandemic of 1918.
1: It was 1918, which is, you know, forgivable. It was one year yeah, that off. One's
0: forgivable. Say, that one's no, forgivable. One.
1: Um, Especially because it's usually often called the Spanish flu. It's only recently that it started being called the pandemic of eight, 1918 because it turned out it started in Kansas. It had nothing to do with... Spain,
0: um, but World War Two. World War Two. World War Two. When did when did World War One end? Like my history on that one isn't so great. Uh
1: in nineteen eighteen. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't ended by the. It wasn't pandemic. Correct. It was not. It was ended by an armistice because the Allied forces completely shellacked the uh austro-hungarian empire and the uh and the ottoman empire it was not a if anything if that pandemic had happened earlier it might have led to a longer war because it was affecting us the worst
0: yeah
1: so that that doesn't even really make that makes even less
0: sense (laughs) yeah there's nothing about this one that's
1: so many american soldiers died that we won early so there's layers to why this is wrong hey matt looks like you got something there in your hand what's what's
0: i do i have um i have these brand new fresh off the presses bracelets that say you are the power spike cohen
1: oh wow are can people get those
0: people and if so how People can actually get these. All they have to do is uh, go on to their PayPal and send five dollars to Muddiedwatersmedia@gmail.com. And we Muddied send- Waters of Freedom. Nope. No. Nope. Oh. We actually have both. I didn't. I forgot we had Muddied Waters of Freedom. Oh wow! Right now, everything's hooked up to Muddied Media.
1: Okay, even uh, better. Muddied Media uh, at Gmail.com
0: at Gmail.com. Okay, and you can get one of these if you give me. If, if you give us $15, you'll get all four of these. That's a buy three, get one free deal, Matt. Is it a buy three, get one free. And that can add to your collection, much like I have. I can't
1: maybe, wait till mine are in the mail.
0: <laughs> they are in the mail.
1: No, I know. Well, I can't wait till mine are in my mailbox.
0: Oh, yeah, that's different.
1: Um, but In the mail, meaning have, my house.
0: You could have your very own You Are The Power Spike Cohen bracelet. For the low, low price of $5 or 15 if you want 4
1: In no way was that helpful. Um, so <laughs> that is now the end of the cold brew, of the black cold brew organic coffee, cold brewed caffeinated rapid fire segment brought to you by blackbrews.com. Use code MW for free shipping and now... We're going to talk about something that there is no humorous way to go into this. Uh, I talked about it on my social media, and uh, it's created a bit of a firestorm of people who either were not aware of this case or were fired up by this case and are happy that there is someone running for office who actually is demonstrating that they're listening to what's happening and that that these types of injustices have to end. And that is the murder of Ryan Whitaker, which to this day, no one is being tried or as far as we can tell even investigated for.
0: Right. Now, it all started because there is no good way to start. It. Uh we'll have to start into it at the beginning yeah. uh with the multiple 911 calls which I'm going to I'm going to preface this uh areas of these calls have been redacted. Uh so there's going to be pauses uh and I just put the two calls back to back um in one video so you're going to hear two calls um that were made by Philip who it, is Ryan Whitaker's upstairs neighbor.
2: Phoenix Police, this is Steve. How can I help you?
0: Hi, Steve. I,
1: I have a domestic dispute going on.
0: And I can tell that they're just at each other's
2: throats. Phoenix Police, this is Philip. How can I help you? Hi, Philip. I called about a half hour ago to report a domestic dispute. What was the address that you gave? where the dispute is building 12 okay, is a and they just keep... mail and a female and a verbal
0: oh yeah and it's getting really loud and they've been doing it for the last hour i gotta get it to work tomorrow and i can't get no sleep these guys have been noisy constantly every time i come back these guys are noisier than hell Always fighting. Okay, and
2: does it sound like it's escalated to anything physical or it still just sounds verbal? Oh,
0: it could be physical. I I could say, yeah. Does that make anybody hurry up and get over well, here okay, any faster? Key point <laughs> there. Okay, it key, key point, point. It might there. might be physical. Uh, I hear slamming of doors and
3: I don't know. Somebody could be getting thrown into a door for all I know, but I hear all kinds of banging.
1: Okay, keep in mind, his complaint was not There's a problem. Someone please help. You know, someone's in danger. He said, they're being noisy. I have to go to work. They're being very loud. Right. The uh, dispatcher asked, are they being physical? Could it be physical? And
0: he said, yes, sure. Yeah. Yes, I'll say they are. If it means that you will get here faster. If it
1: makes that you will get means that you will get here faster. That is... Very clear that this person is saying, yeah, what do I have to tell you to get you to actually come out and deal with this? Because I've kept calling repeatedly and I have to go to work. Now, in retrospect, why he didn't just go downstairs and knock on the door and say, hey, excuse me, I'm going to work.
0: You you know, I got to get up in the morning.
1: I got to get up in the morning. That's which he would be well within his rights to do. They share a space. Like we certainly empathize with someone who needs to go to work the following day.
0: And I am certain that Ryan Whitaker and his girlfriend, uh, Brandy, uh, and his girlfriend, Brandy would have definitely obliged and happily been quieter, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Instead. go ahead. Before we play this video, I want everybody to know that you are about to watch a man die from multiple angles and in varying speeds. So if you don't want to see that, look away.
1: Yeah, don't watch this part because this is where this is necessary that people see it. But if you are a faint of heart or don't want to see this, uh, then you do not want to watch this part because you're about to watch a man be murdered. So multiple. So that is the warning. And we are starting it now.
3: Next place.
0: How you doing? Whoa! Put your hands, hands, hands! Next oh, place.
1: Okay, Whoa, Whoa. Hey, 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 hey. oh. 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 here he is. They were away from the viewfinder, so we had no idea who was coming out. He puts his gun down. He has his hands up, and they kill him. Look, his hands down. He's putting his hands up in no way, and the person behind him... ...who is of absolutely no danger here. Now watch. Now watch Come
0: this. out here. Come out. I'm not going to shoot you. Come out here.
1: Now they're going to gaslight get her, having here. just watched her boyfriend get, get murdered.
0: Get down on your knees. Get down on your knees. Just get down. Just get
3: down. Relax.
0: on inside because you because your neighbor called saying that he heard you guys going at it right. I, are you and pl- literally
3: we were making salsa and playing crash bandicoot so there may have been some screaming from playstation but it's right? you no know, like okay. it wasn't domestic violence or anything
0: okay. well, and that's that's what how the call came out and that's why we knocked on your door
1: We watched it. We just saw what happened from two angles in slow motion. Right. Because they weren't in front of the door. This person who got a very loud knock on their door late at night. Who was every bit within his right to do so. Opened the door with a gun at low. Not pointed at anyone. Behind his back. Answering the door. They say, show your hands. He drops the gun, puts his hands up, and they kill him anyway. Then when his girlfriend comes out, they lie and say that he went after them and pulled a gun on them. And we have the video showing that he didn't do anything of the sort and that there was actually a good solid one or two seconds of them seeing what was happening in front of them. This was not some split second thing where he came out with a gun and and they reacted quickly. He was in the process of surrendering was, and the person behind him,
0: him on the ground he, he was, was getting the
1: on the ground and the cop behind him murdered him
0: yes and that officer's name is jeff cook for anybody who's interested the other one's name is john ferragamo um and as of this time as we said earlier there have been no charges and no arrests no investigation into this
1: yep there's been no warrant we don't well it, it's possible there's been an investigation started uh but there has been no uh warrants issued which means if there is an investigation they're slow walking the hell out of this thing because they can
0: right and uh bra guy on facebook says anyone can say it's the cops yes anybody can say it's the cops that is absolutely correct if somebody yep. if i'm want to do harm to somebody which i don't but if i wanted to do harm to somebody and i pounded on their door at 230 i would 100 say i'm the police and step off to the side yep because people will come out for that
1: yep yep what yep.
0: ryan whitaker did was try to protect himself and when the moment he saw that it was the police he drops the gun puts his hands up and goes to surrender towards the cop that he saw Because when he came out, you saw him looking uh, right at Ferragamo. And so he surrendered, facing him, and that was when Jeff Cook put two or three into his back.
2: Yep.
1: There's no understating. There's no overstating what happened here. No. Because we watched it. We watched it happen. So, yes, they deserve a fair trial and due process and everything else, but it's looking like, They might not get that. They might just get what we often see when police officers are murdering people on camera. And for those who want to say, well, you know, last second decision, what would you do? Here's what I would do. Not murder him. And if I did, even if it was a big mix up, if there was picture evidence, video evidence that I knocked on someone's door, they came out, and while putting their gun down, I shot them in the back multiple times, I would be in jail right now, and I would be facing at the very least some kind of manslaughter charge or lesser murder
0: charge. And their neighbor, Philip, he called the police because uh, Ryan and his girlfriend, Brandy, were playing Crash Bandicoot. In making salsa. Yep. Yep.
1: And again, in the video in, in in that nine one one call that you heard, he just said, Yeah, sure it could be physical.
0: Just he so just get he, here faster.
1: Yep. He just if you'll get here faster, sure. And now there was a full video, uh, according to azcentral.com in the full video, which may not have been released to the public. Um and-
0: it was, but I couldn't find an uned- like I couldn't find an unedited okay. version. Of it. So okay. I couldn't find a good copy. Uh,
1: John Ferragamo, who is the cop who didn't shoot him, correct? The one he was facing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cook. Uh,
0: Cook.
1: could be heard saying, um, "Did you like all that helpful info we got from our complainant?" Uh, I'm just gonna say yes. He, so he's mocking the caller. I'm just right. going to say yes to all the questions to get the officers here faster. They knew that this was a garbage call.
0: They 100% knew this was a garbage call. They knew
1: that this was utter garbage. And they were in a defensive posture that allowed them to not be in any danger by a man who came out, again, within every right that he had in Arizona to come out and with a gun behind his back and then realizing he was dealing with police officers immediately put it down. And then about a second and a half later, as he's putting it down and putting his hands in the air, top decided to kill him. Anyway,
0: Jeff cook shot, shot him three times Two, I think it says two times in the back, but he definitely pulled the trigger. Three. I think,
1: yeah, I think it was three times. Um, yeah. everything
0: I read said he shot him twice in the back. But I know he fired three. I've seen that video. Yeah, I, I,
1: yeah I, I believe it was three times and I, I don't uh, want to watch it again. No, I don't um, this uh, was a, this was a murder. And when I say this was a murder, any one of us who did this, we would be in jail right now awaiting trial.
0: Now, I will say that uh, there is unedited, ver- uh, unedited footage of Ferragamo, like but they block off a lot of things. So it, it didn't look you wouldn't have gotten the full impact of the video as you did with that one. But, and that's the one where it said, uh, did you like all the helpful info we got from our complainant? Yeah. Cook, Jeff Cook did not have unedited body camera footage released. Yeah. The guy who shot
1: him, we only got a bit of it, which means they're hiding something because we got the unedited footage from the other police officer yep. and we got the footage of him actually shooting Ryan. We just don't have whatever happened. Was it before or after that? Or I guess before and after that.
0: Yeah. Before and after. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what happened before and after I'm guessing it's a lot of after. Yeah.
1: I'm guessing it's a lot of after, maybe a little before that demonstrated that he didn't think even and it probably is a lot of after him demonstrating that uh, he did not think that this person was a threat.
0: Because in what I was in, what I was reading when I was doing the uh, show notes on this, um, when Ferragamo says, did you like all that helpful info we got from our complainant? And I'm just going to say yes to all the questions to get the officers here faster. Uh, Cook was responding. Cook was responding to these uh, questions and to these comments, but you couldn't understand. You can't hear what he's saying, so you don't know what he's saying. But so, in his
1: in his uh, body cam, you might be able to hear what he was saying.
0: Oh, you'll definitely you you would yeah. definitely be able to hear it, which yeah. is why they aren't releasing it. So what they'll probably do is release this
1: like a year, a year and a half, two years from now, which is what recently happened with another case uh, of officers killing someone under. Uh, Pretty shady uh, circumstances, and that's a common thing. They, they investigate themselves, find that they did nothing wrong, and then they release the evidence showing they did quite a bit wrong long enough afterwards for people to go, oh, well, you know, that's an old case. We just have to move on and hold them accountable in the future. Oh, and they won't be held accountable uh, because of thanks to qualified immunity, unless these officers are actually prosecuted and convicted it is almost certain that uh, Brandy and the uh, the family of Ryan Whitaker will not be able to sue either these officers or the uh, the police department.
0: And this isn't the first case this year where somebody has either called in a um, – oh, I'm blanking – where you check up the checkup thing?
1: Yeah, wellness visit, yeah. Yep.
0: yeah wellness is it um where somebody's called oh, well, in wellness, wellness check. check yeah yeah wellness check that's it yeah. uh where somebody's called in a wellness check and somebody has ended up uh getting shot by the police or that somebody this is somebody called on a noise complaint that they acted was so much worse than a noise complaint because they had to wake up in the morning and they just wanted the cops to get there and because of that somebody is dead
1: Yep. And uh, Matt Bain uh, in the comments says, uh, OG vid, I'm not sure if that was a misspelling, but OG had them struggling to find the apartment and clearly aggravated and already had guns drawn before even figuring out why or where. So these cops were angry and looks like they took it out on someone when they thought they might have cover. And again, I guarantee you the reason that that footage hasn't been released is because it's them saying that. But we don't know we don't know what's on that. But here's what we do know. What we just saw in two different angles, even in slow motion, was that a man who was clearly surrendering for like a good solid two seconds. This was not again, this was not like a split second. He came out ah oh, like that. This he came out, it was never pointed at them. He no, put his hand up, down. he's dropping the gun. Had it down already going down. Moved down. And they shot him anyway. And then they lied to his girlfriend. He came after us with a gun. No, actually, you came after him with guns. That was his home. He pulled Uh, a gun
0: on us, ma'am. No, he didn't.
1: Yeah, no, No they didn't. No, no, he didn't. And yeah, here is the problem. And we talk about this a lot on the show. Don't call the police on people unless you think you know for certain that someone's life is potentially in danger. Do not call the police unless you are okay with the person that you are calling the police on being killed. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Most police officers are not trained to de-escalate or to deal with nonviolent situations. Often they are trained to escalate. Stop calling the police. If you have a problem with your neighbor being loud, go talk to them. Stop calling the police. This is what happens when you call the police on something that the police aren't needed for. You don't bring a hammer when the problem is an egg because you'll end up with a smashed egg. The hammer's for the nail. It's not for something that isn't a nail. Police officers are armed, they are increasingly militarized, and they're 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 in both their training and their equipment and this is what happens. Stop treating your neighborhood like Fallujah.
0: Some of the people in the uh, comments, um, they who have seen the whole video, um, said that the full video had audio of the officer saying aloud, I don't have time for this. Yep. So I don't have time for this. Uh, like you said that they were going around that, they couldn't find the place. They already had guns drawn.
1: Yeah. It's what as sunshine. Rose says, never call. They will twist everything and you will end up in jail. Well, I think Ryan would have loved to have been in jail. And I, and I get the <laughs> point you're trying to make that this is, uh, I,
0: I, I, I both agree. I both agree. And also Ryan.
1: Yeah. Ryan would have loved to go to jail. I mean, this it, is,
0: would have been out the next morning.
1: And and she also said, there's no innocent until proven guilty. And, that, and that's the point, is that in that moment, Ryan was not only treated like he was guilty. Uh, he was treated as though he was deserving of being killed, even though he was surrendering in front of them. Every bit of his body language and the fact that the gun wasn't at no point pointed towards them demonstrated that he was. And this wasn't someone who was sneaking up on them to ambush them. They came to his house. It's obvious as soon as he realized he was dealing with cops that he was putting the gun down. Yeah. And again, if any one of us did this, we would be facing prosecution for it and they'd have an open and shut case and we'd be trying to plea it down to try to not end up, you know, in prison for the rest of our lives. And we'd be begging for the mercy of the court because blah, 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 blah. It happened so quickly. And yet these officers aren't even being searched. This is why Joe and I are running. These types of stories are why we are running. We're running for a myriad of reasons, ending the wars, bringing the troops home, getting government out of health care so that the cost of health care can go down and access to affordable care can go up. There's a myriad of reasons we are running. This is one of them. We have an increasingly unaccountable and militarized police force that is encouraging this kind of bad, sometimes murderous policing. And punishing good policing by holding bad cops accountable and telling good cops it doesn't matter if you try to stop them, no one's going to be held accountable anyway. So it actually encourages, and we have spoken with police officers who are quitting the force because they don't want to be involved with this anymore. These are the officers who signed up to protect and serve their their communities and their neighbors and their neighborhoods and the public. And when they see what is increasingly becoming the culture in police departments and government agencies around this country, they say, never mind. I'll leave you to it because the system is entirely set up to encourage bad actions like this. And we are seeing it play out. We see it play out with people, uh, multiple other cases, Tamir Rice, John Crawford, Eric Garner, George Floyd. Thankfully, George Floyd's killer uh, uh, is being tried. But that even took a while. That took protests before that happened. And there was a live stream video, an eight minute video of him casually killing George Floyd, whose hands were behind his back. And was down on the ground on his face. This is what happens when the people who are given the authority to enforce laws over using whatever level of violence is necessary to achieve your compliance are also allowed to not be held accountable when they abuse that power and that authority. And that will end with the election of Joe Jorgensen.
0: Do you remember so, um, the name of the judge we talked about last week?
1: I don't remember the name, but I know the one we're talking about.
0: Yeah. Um, Was it Clarence or no? Yes. I
1: think so. But anyway, yes. So it was a judge that had a terrible case in front of him and basically said, I have to give you qualified immunity because that's the precedent. But that needs to end because this officer was wrong.
0: Right. This officer was wrong. And he wrote a scathing. Yeah. Scathing opinion and sent it off to the Supreme Court saying, this needs to change and this needs to change now. And it was brutal to read yep, because it was heartbreaking as it just went through person after person after person after person who more or less all of them were, murdered by police and all of them got off because of qualified immunity. Because of qualified immunity. the
1: uh, And the, the case that was in front of him was of a man who, because he completely complied and, and thankfully the officer just wanted to give him a hard time, didn't want to kill him, he ended up leaving with his life. But this was a case where, where uh, and I'm, I'm forgetting the names, uh, an officer pulled over a man who wasn't actually... Doing anything wrong, uh, the officer claimed a Mercedes, that. Mercedes, right? Yeah, he was in a Mercedes. Uh, he was a, a, a black man in his 40s who was in a Mercedes, and the officer pulled him over, claiming that his. Uh, that his uh, uh, license plate was obstructed or some absurd thing, even though in the footage, it was obvious that it was not obstructed. He pulled him over for no reason because he was a black guy in a Mercedes and he wanted to give him a hard time and he thought he had some kind of, uh, you know, hunch that he was doing something wrong or he just wanted to give him a hard time and didn't even think anything was wrong. And what he did was he searched the man's car uh, himself couldn't find anything. He lied to the uh, to to the man that he pulled. I wish I could remember names here. He lied to the man he pulled over and said that he had a, that they had a hot tip that he was he had cocaine or something like that. And they said, you know, uh, so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna search a car. The, the, the man let them let him search the car. He found nothing. He actually ripped the car apart, brought in a canine, took off like bumpers and fenders. And then when nothing was found, he left them there on the side of the road to put his car back together and drive off. And uh, and then when he was he, he actually lives in South Carolina when he got home. I don't know if it was there, if he waited till he got home or did it there. The officer did like five thousand dollars in damage to his vehicle. And guess who didn't have to pay a thing for that? That officer and that department because of qualified immunity. Even though that officer broke the law by detaining that man without any cause and lied. And lied. And it was all on evidence. They had the body cam. They had the car cam. They had everything. There was sufficient evidence that he lied and he walked. And he is still serving right now. This ends When we get libertarians in office, the police should be there to protect our lives, our rights and our property. Anything else should not be happening. And when bad officers abuse their authority, they should be held accountable even more so than civilians would be in similar situations because we don't have that authority. We don't have that ability to, you know, uh, to decide whether someone lives or dies in the same way that a police officer does. So when they abuse that, they need to be held even more accountable than we are. And that happens when you elect Joe Jorgensen and when you elect people, when you elect libertarians up and down the ballot. We get enough of us on there, and these things start to change. We don't need another Ryan Whitaker. We don't need another George Floyd. We don't need another Breonna Taylor. We don't need another John Crawford or another Eric Garner or another Tamir Rice or any of these. These need to end. We've seen too many of them, and they need to end. Duncan Lemp, these all need to end.
0: All of them. So— Go ahead. So we've been doing this show. I've been doing this show for just under four years. You've been doing this show for two? Coming up on
1: two? Uh, I, I, yeah, two years, yeah.
0: It's about two years? Yep, just about September, two years. I think September is going to be two years for you? We have done a yeah. lot of these stories. Yeah, over the course of four Over my four years and over Spike's two years. We have done a lot of these stories. And every time they they don't get easier, they never get easier to do because every time they suck and they hurt and they just eat you on the inside that this is happening. Yep. Yep. It, and, it, and nothing, nothing is going to change. And I don't give many endorsements on about first spike on the show. Uh, But literally (laughs) nothing is going to change unless you get Jorgensen going in the white house. 2020. Yep. Cause Trump's not going to change it. Biden's not going to change it.
1: Joe Biden just demonstrated what you're going to get. You're going to get female blackface on the same bad policies that have led to so many counts, countless number of, egregious violations of our rights up to and including murder like what we just saw as well as you know countless examples of everyone, but but even disproportionately higher on the most marginalized among us. That is what you were going to get. Joe Biden selecting Kamala Harris is the VP pick equivalent of Nancy Pelosi putting on a kente cloth and kneeling in the lobby of the of the of the Capitol building and saying, "All you know, Black Lives Matter," and then doing absolutely nothing to change the policies or the systems that are in place that allow that infringement on the lives of, of people of of all countries. And and again, most disproportionately against marginalized communities, but against all of us. It needs. To end, And it's not going to end with this performative wokeness garbage. It's going to end with actual concrete policy changes that will reduce and decentralize the state's power and take the hands of, of, of the power and the decision making and the wealth and the freedom and the decision making out of the federal government who has created this system and putting it back in the hands of the communities and the people where it always belonged. It is not going to come from Republicans. It is going to come from an across-the-board change at the electoral level. Not just for Joe and I, but for libertarians running up and down. We just saw, you know how, how we, they made sure another Breonna Taylor is not going to happen? The Louisville City Council had to pass a resolution ending no-knock raids and making them illegal. And it's great that that happened. It was Republicans and Democrats who did that, and they did it unanimously. But it took someone being murdered for it to happen. When you elect libertarians, they don't wait for someone to get murdered for these things to happen because they already knew it was a problem. And they aren't waiting for it to be focus group tested and poll tested before they do it. So that brings us to uh, our next segment. Go ahead.
0: I got to get up real quick because I left my phone charging, but I have to ask somebody a question.
1: Okay. Well, that brings us to our next segment, which is the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment, where uh, you can go to anchor.fm/slash Muddy Waters any day of the week, any time of day, and uh, press that message button, and you can leave us a message and uh, and ask us any kind of question or concern or anything you want, and we will answer it right here in this segment. Uh, There's also a button where you can make a donation. If you want to make a donation, we certainly won't stop you. But you don't have to make a donation to leave a message, at least not yet.
0: Also, uh, if anybody wants these bracelets, in the PayPal, make sure you leave your address. Yes. I know where to send it. So if um, Jacob Joseph Blyes... I think I'm 95% certain we're friends on Facebook, man. Uh, Just send me your address in the messenger. And if we aren't friends, send it to me anyway. I'm certain you can find me. And uh, I will ship these out to you as soon as possible.
1: Yes please give us your address and thank you for your order ryan bedford in the ca- comments left the website for thomas Queter who's running for uh new york's 57 52nd district and i met i met tom uh at the uh, libertarian party convention in orlando and he's a I'm, solid stand-up guy and yeah, uh he would guy. be perfect for that role
0: yeah tom tom is a great guy and uh i endorse him wholeheartedly that yeah guy's- he's a
1: he is fantastic. So, uh, do you want to do our email question first, or do you want to do the the phone call the the call questions and then?
0: Let's do the email question first. Okay, and then um, we'll go to the anchor FM.
1: Okay. Uh, Seth Thomas Benton says, "Just find guy on left on Facebook." <laughs> Don't do that. Um, so uh, first, we're going to read a, an email that came in um, and. Thank you all for leaving emails, but also some of these emails, man.
0: Yeah. Some of these emails are very difficult to read. You're better speaking them. (laughs) I'm not naming names.
1: No, some of them.
0: Shane, who got his email on, he's not one of those people.
1: No, no, no. He's he's definitely he's he's he, 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 he did it. He did the thing. So here's Shane's question. Hey guys, I recently had a discussion with a friend about patent laws. The idea that someone could own an idea seems absurd to me, but my friend insists that it protects smaller companies from being ripped off and put out of business by larger ones. I've heard you talk about ending pharmaceutical patents and was curious if you'd have a similar stance on all other patents as well. If so, how would larger companies be stopped from ripping off their smaller Com- competitors thanks Shane that's actually an excellent question Shane and uh just to be clear what we are we are not uh, uh advocating ending all patent laws we are advocating ending this endless reauthorization of patents or uh, allowing companies to change one molecular thing on a on a uh, on a drug uh, or one minor thing about the drug that doesn't really affect the actual active ingredient and then repatenting it and saying everyone has to order this from now on and no one can use our old patent that we have basically shelved and no one can buy that one anymore um that's what we are ending is the is the is the uh, malignant patent squatting in the in the in the uh pharmaceutical sector especially and elsewhere as well we they're not running on ending all patents. Now, I will say this. the From a philosophical standpoint, the most logical interpretation of libertarianism is that there is no such thing as intellectual property. When, it, For example, a patent or a trademark or a copyright. And here is why. In order for something to be considered property, it has to be scarce and tangible and non-replicable. So for example, I bought this bottle of water and I own it because I bought it. Or if someone had given it to me and said, here, I'd like you to have this bottle of water. It's for you. And I go, oh, thank you. This is now my bottle of water. I can drink it. I can give it to someone else. I can sell it. I can, I mean, I could rent it, but that would be kind of pointless because it's water. I could share it with someone. I could say, hey, want to share water with me during a pandemic? I can do whatever I want with this water. Because it's my water, right? It's a tangible thing. It is impossible for both me and someone else to own this exact bottle of water and use it fully at the same time. We can choose to co-own it or whatever, but it's impossible for me to exclusively own it and someone else to exclusively own it. That's not true with ideas. An idea, I can have an idea, I can move forward on that idea you can see that idea or i can share that idea or you could just have a similar or nearly identical idea around the same time and neither one of us loses that idea in the process we didn't lose anything it, ideas are infinitely replicable as many people on that that exist in the world could be when we share our political ideas, it is with the idea that we are spreading it out for the world to hear. It is my goal for all seven and a half billion people on, and growing on this planet to hear the ideas of liberty, starting hopefully with the 330 plus million who live here. Um, and in that, in that regard, I want everyone to have this idea. It has not been made more scarce. In fact, of anything, it has been made more prevalent. So going back to the idea of patents. From a a philosophical standpoint, it is not consistent to say that you can own, that the government should be able to tell you that you own this idea as property. But the next question becomes, okay, great. Libertarian philosophy, wonderful. How does this play out? And the two main questions are, uh, if patent protections aren't in place, then what stops what, – what what incentive do people have to innovate if other people can just take their ideas? And then the second question is, if there are no patents, what stops – and this was Shane's question – what stops smaller companies from just being able to be ramrodded by larger companies who claim uh, ownership over those ideas? So I'll start with, with Shane's question first because that's what he asked. We've actually seen the opposite. You use that – We've actually seen the opposite. We've seen where uh, large companies have entire divisions that do nothing but create patents for for the sole purpose of squatting on them. And so they have people who just come up with ideas all day long. Everything from the shape of a phone to the brightness of a screen and all sorts of other stuff, things that sound and, and, and would sound absurd when you, when you lay them out. Harley has the, the patent, Harley-Davidson has the patent on a specific color of orange and on a specific tone of sound that their engines make. Things that are, are, are you know beyond, uh, not even close to being tangible. And they have all these things that they put out. And then they often, at least with Harley, they're using it. But like with companies like Apple and Google and Facebook and or, uh, Alphabet, who is actually the, the uh, umbrella that Google is a part of, um, they just sit on them. And yeah. the reason Apple, they sit on them.
0: Apple's, it's, Apple will sit there and they will patent any idea that they have. Any idea. It doesn't even matter if it's something they think they can do. They will patent everything just so nobody else can make it without paying them.
1: Billions of dollars a year they make. And the reason they do this is that when the small business person, however many days, weeks, months, or years later, goes, hey, I got this idea, an Apple or a Google or a Facebook, who literally had thousands and in some cases tens of thousands of people just making stuff making just vague and they make them as vague as possible, and they have uh, existing relationships with the patent officers and the people in charge of the patent office. So their stuff that's super vague gets through that if you and I tried to uh, uh, submit a similar patent, we'd be laughed out of the office. They'd say absolutely not, this is way too vague. But so they get to you know corner the market literally on the vaguest of ideas and then they then they have an army of attorneys. That just wait for someone to come up with an idea or try to patent it, and then they go to town. They sue them. They say, uh, you know, we want a piece of it. We want, you know, we're licensing it. And What they often do is they will have the they will have the person, you know, agree to. For what they'll have the person do is create is demonstrate in the market that they can sell this thing. And then Apple steps in or Google steps in or Facebook steps in, sues them for all the money, gets all of the money and then starts selling it because that person demonstrated to them that there's an actual market for it. Because they would have never taken all of these ideas and and run with all of them because they don't even know, how, you know, 90% of them probably wouldn't even go anywhere. But they let the smaller businesses do the hard work for them, demonstrate in the market that there's a market for it, then they steal all their money through the courts. So it's actually the opposite of what happens uh, with the patent protections. Uh, patent protections are used and, and weaponized by the most powerful among us uh, to make sure that we cannot come ahead. Patent laws, licensing laws, zoning laws, taxes, fees, regulations, mandates, and all the other barriers and burdens that they put in place. It is a gamed system. It is not a free market. Uh, If we're going to call it capitalism, it would be the capitalism that the Marxists referred to, where the owners of capital, the most powerful among us, use the government as a bludgeon against everyone else to force us to be subjugated and, uh, and, and reliant on them. But it certainly isn't free market capitalism and uh, and patent protections don't line up with that. But again, we're not running on ending patent protections. We're running on ending the most egregious examples of how patent protections harm us every single day. Um, Going to the second part of that question that or, or the second thing that's often asked, well, what why would people even innovate in the first place? Because of a profit motive. And a desire to innovate patent protections in the way that they exist now. First of all, there was nothing even resembling patent protections until the, I believe, the late 18th century. And what, as they exist now, is actually a 20th century innovation. This idea that every single idea that just the fact that you were the first one to bring it to market isn't enough. You actually have to have a patent to be able to. That's a that's a largely, I think, even post-World War II, but definitely post-World War I idea Um, So that is a relatively recent phenomenon. Well, no one can argue that we didn't see massive innovation prior to the existence or weaponization of patents. And in fact, if anything, we often have seen the opposite, because now what happens again is that the people in charge have a vested interest in not innovating because innovation costs research and development dollars. Instead, they use the existing things that they already have, the existing technologies, the existing pharmaceuticals, the existing products, and so forth. They just keep jacking up the price because they have the market cornered on who can make it. And they already have the other stuff written out as vague ideas that are patent-protected several times over. And if someone tries to come out and innovate with a newer idea, they go, aha, that sounds exactly like the thing we patented six months ago. This vague idea that again, none of us would be able to get through the patent office, but because those companies have very good relationships with the people in the patent office and the politicians who appoint them, they get favorable treatment in that system. It is not a level playing field, not even close. It's not even moderately close to a uh, even playing field. So that's the question on patents. So, so Thomas
0: Benton said uh sounds like personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds needs to go into patent law. And I'm going to tell you why he won't, because I know this answer. Uh, with patent law, you bill by the hour. With personal injury law, you get a percentage of the settlement. So he doesn't have to keep hours, and it's just easier.
1: Plus, it would take his soul away. It, Yeah, it would take his soul away. You'd actually lose your immortal
0: soul i'm uh, i am super excited though because we actually have a call from personal injury attorney chris Reynolds. do we really because it's been a while it has been a while i'm super excited he texted me let me know he left one i didn't even listen to it i have no idea what. I,
1: yeah is. i i haven't listened to it either but i'm really excited because we we originally named it well we named it because he helped sponsors the show but we named it because well, this it was, was for a while he for a long time he's the only one who would leave messages and we'd have an occasional other person and now it's the opposite we don't even get to hear from them anymore. So this is really cool. So that'll be the last one. Um, We'll end on on a bang there. So our first question comes from Selena Stewart.
3: I want to know what your thoughts are on Libertarian Twitter and how awesome it was on Saturday and just in general what your thoughts are about that. Do you have any shout outs or even any ideas for us to keep the momentum going?
1: I think you're, she's referring to the no no libertarian with fewer than one k.
0: Oh, I thought she was talking about the letter speak.
1: Oh, you're right. That well, it could be either of those. Honestly, yeah,
0: it could be either. Yeah, it's either the no libertarian under a. Thousand. But no, she
1: said on this weekend, right? Yeah. So that was the letter speak thing. Yeah, that but was it, awesome. It,
0: no, it was amazing. Uh, I think it got up to number eleven. I hashtag let her speak got up to number 11 on, uh,
1: on Twitter. And it, at one point it was number one on, on politics for uh, politically oh, related on to. Twitter. Yeah. It was very briefly. And then it stayed number two for a very long time. Um, yeah. Let her speak was a, a great proof of concept and, and it was at the grassroots level. Let her speak did not start with the Jorgensen Cohen campaign. We obviously have been promoting it, helping promote it, but right. that was a grassroots thing. I remember being in, uh, in Peoria, Illinois, and having uh, some folks coming up to me from Indiana and said, We're here with the Letter Speak Convoy. And I said, That's awesome. What's that? And they're, and they're like, You haven't heard of it? And I'm like, No, I haven't. And at that point, it was like, I think uh, 50 or 60 locations that they were planning this convoy that happened this past weekend. And uh, by the time it was all said and done, they had convoys in every single of the 50 states, including Alaska and Hawaii. And there were over 180 well-attended convoys across the country. Uh, people where they basically decorated their cars and went out and waved signs, and uh, it was incredibly powerful. And we got a, a ton of momentum on social media as well. It's been reflected in our in our our growing uh, exponentially growing reach on social media uh, for both Joe's social media and mine as well. Uh, and then uh, uh, then there was and I forget who started it, but it was actually kind of piggybacking off of that was the idea that no. Uh, libertarian on twitter should have fewer than a thousand followers and so uh, by the way muddy waters media at,
0: twitter dot at, twi- muddied at muddied underscore waters
1: at muddy underscore waters be sure to follow us hashtag uh, no muddy to under a thousand uh, under a thousand and yep. uh and also uh subscribe to our youtube uh youtube.com slash muddy waters media and uh hit that bell But uh, no, it was fantastic. I thought it was really inspiring. And it just goes to show I've heard over and over again on this campaign from people who have been around since the beginning of the Libertarian Party who have said, I've never seen this much excitement and momentum um, for the not just for Joe and me, but for the entire Libertarian Party and ticket. And uh, a lot of people are very excited about where things are headed.
0: And the second part of her question, I think, was how do we keep how do we keep that momentum going? And honestly, that is 100 percent up to each and every voter, each and yep. every libertarian who plans on getting on social media. That is up to them in order to continue to push, in order to continue to tweet, to continue to uh, Facebook uh, post, Uh To find the issue that you care about the most and just push it and just continue to push it, push the videos of Spike, push the videos of Joe, push whatever it is out there that you think uh, will catch, because that is the only way to truly keep that fire going.
1: We just keep plugging away. This is a, I say it often, this is a grassroots uh, army for human liberty that is fighting for a world set free in our time. And I believe our time is now and I'm seeing it day by day. Uh, It is a growing movement. Now uh, I'm seeing this on the Facebook and I believe on the YouTube as well. Um, Drop your, uh, your, your Twitter handles here and do it on the Periscope too. drop your Twitter handles and uh, everyone go check out each other's Twitter handles when this show is over. Do not get off this show to go check out Twitter handles. When this show is over, go check out all these Twitter handles that everyone's dropping. And uh, if you like what you see on there, and you probably will, because we're we're libertarians here, uh, you know, give give you know give some subscriptions and follows out there. And uh, that that's that's the short answer of how we can do it. We just got to keep plugging away. Um, so next question is from, uh, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, Anson Jones. He actually has two questions. This is his first one.
0: Good evening, Spike. Do you have any future cabinet picks? If so, could you elaborate on who and why? Thank you.
1: It's a great question. I defer to Joe on it, and I don't want to, you know, I, I've I've heard some, you know, things that people that she would like and and, and so forth. But I don't want to I don't want to uh, put that out there prematurely. And I and I would defer to her on who she would pick. the The long and the short of it is, it's going to be people who recognize that the role of government, the federal government should be much smaller and should be well uh, well regulated and kept within the fairly strict boundaries of what were intended within the the, the, the enumerated powers. Um, so but in terms of specific people, I, I, w- I defer to Joe on that.
0: Here is real quick before you do the next one. Meg Jones. How do we combat the wasted vote narrative? I've so I have been doing libertarian activism seven years now seven or eight years something like that and I've gone out and I've knocked doors and that has been a question in which I have been asked countless times like well it's a wasted vote you know what are you gonna do it's a wasted vote and my response to that has been and always will be I find it to be a wasted vote if I'm voting for somebody that I don't believe in as opposed to somebody that I actually agree with if I'm picking between two piles of crap that is a wasted vote when instead I can vote for somebody that I, that I believe in that I think can do the job that I think will be good for the country. That will be good for, uh, every, that will just be good. Most of the races that I did were for like the local. So like I was, about right, right, right. Like, oh, I don't know. Um, but that is, that is the way to handle it. You say it's a wasted vote when you are forced to pick between two people that you don't believe in. Instead vote for the person that you believe in the most. And you can always say you never wasted your vote because you never sold out your principles.
1: Yep, And especially when those people that you don't agree with are the ones who created the problems, continuing right. to vote for the people who are creating these problems and making them worse is not just a vote thrown away. It is a vote you are using against yourself and against your neighbors. Um, and it is a, it is a failed narrative. The the votes have been wasted for over 160 years. Now it's time to not waste our vote by voting for people that are actually going to solve these problems. Um, So but that's an excellent question Uh, because it is. We often hear, well, yeah, libertarians sound the best, but I don't want to throw my vote away. Well, if they sound the best, then you're not throwing your vote away. You're throwing your vote away to vote for someone who is something less than that, especially when you hate them.
0: It is a question that I have been asked multiple times from people and that is the best answer that you can possibly give them
1: yep yep absolutely um and here is the next call is from another regular uh matt the laser legend hicks who's also my campaign manager
0: hey guys this is matt hicks calling on the chris reynolds personal injury attorney attorney at law anchor call in line Uh, My question
3: is for both of you, um, which of the vice presidential candidates running for office currently is responsible for more black men being incarcerated than anyone else living today? Hashtag laser legend.
0: Kamala Harris
1: I believe that's Kamala Harris and I need to now find out for certain because I've heard both Kamala Harris and Kamala Harris and I need to, now I definitely need to know we have to nail that down uh, I've heard it in both ways I think it's Kamala but we will find out together when I say it next
0: Harris um Harris uh yeah Harris is responsible for more black men being black men being incarcerated
1: Than any other prosecutor alive right now.
0: Any other prosecutor. I mean,
1: that is an incredible distinction at a time when people are out protesting in the streets against the exact types of actions that were taken every single day by prosecutor and then later uh, Attorney General Harris. It is... It's like I said, it is the equivalent of putting on the kente cloth and going, yes, Black Lives Matter, and then continuing to do the same nonsense you've been doing to say, yeah, uh, I hear, you know, people are out protesting, saying end qualified immunity, hold bad police accountable, end systemic racism. You know, we we want to see concrete change. We're sick of being lied to. And Joe Biden's like, got you, fam. Here's a prosecutor who's like the worst one out there, but she's a black woman. And in fact. Oh, so um,
0: that going into today, I would have bet Susan Rice.
1: I was increasingly for, thinking Susan Rice. Or,
0: and, for that reason, for that reason alone.
1: Nope. 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 Double nope. down on bad.
0: Double down on he, – he picked personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at Law's Bay.
1: Incredible. Uh, so here's the next question from – Blyan Cleary.
3: Spike and Matt, hey, uh, real quick question. So where the Libertarian Party does not have the financial backing of the Democratic and Republican parties, doesn't have the billionaires and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. donating, how does the Jorgensen Cohen campaign plan to reach mainstream Americans, I know I've seen a few ads pop up on different streaming services and so on. But how do you all plan to get your message out to more Americans so it can be seen? I know social media has been the primary way so far, right. but do you all have any other plans moving forward? Thank you. Well,
1: we have some stuff coming up. We have the the uh, we have the bus tour that is coming up um uh joe has been doing a bus tour and getting a lot of local media when she's going through that local and regional media i will be then uh starting on the 19th i'll be going and uh and and finishing off that tour through the midwest and, and western states ending in seattle and getting local media meeting with local coalition groups and so forth the short answer is we just got to keep plugging away and and we are seeing an increase in the reach uh and we are Uh, seeing an increase in the engagement and in the number of people that are on the ground that are that are doing the phone banking and the text banking and the email banking and all the stuff that we need to get that 15 percent to get on the debate stage which i think secures us the win at that point um the way to get people's attention is the way you get people's attention is with incredibly bold messaging uh and so for example when it comes to kamala harris or or kamala harris we're going to find out when it comes to senator harris prosecutor harris Uh, We are going to be the only ones who will be flat out about why she is a terrible pick and why she is the most logical pick for a uniquely terrible candidate. uh, Or I shouldn't even say uniquely terrible, but a also terrible candidate in Joe Biden uh, and how Donald Trump is certainly no better and neither is Mike Pence. It is a messaging that Trump and Pence cannot do because her policies of criminalizing and victimizing Americans especially the most marginalized among us, is their policy as well. We are the only ones in a climate where people are taking to the streets, demanding that their lives be respected and treated as though they matter. We will be the only people who are consistently saying that these things need to end and that the folks who are running against us are part and parcel of the problem. They are the people who created the problem. They are the people who enforced the problem. So that is how we do it. We just get in front of people, as many as we can. We share the message in an unvarnished and empathetic and engaging and dynamic way. And we demonstrate that we're the only true viable option. That gets us what we need in opinion polling to get on the debate stage. And once we're on the debate stage, it's over. Mike Pence and Prosecutor Harris have nothing for me. Donald Trump and Joe Biden have nothing for Joe Jorgensen. That will be the end of that. That will begin the narrative of don't throw your vote away voting for Joe Biden and Donald Trump. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Yeah. And so here is our next question from Alex, uh, either Boyer or Boyer. I don't know.
2: Hello, hello. This is Alex from Virginia calling in on the was it the Chris Reynolds anchor call moment? He tried.
1: Question for close. Matt and Spike Rick. He wasn't Rosh, wrong. He wasn't wrong.
0: He wasn't wrong. Like he was not wrong. It, it wasn't the, the whole Reynolds,
1: it, it wasn't the, the whole thing.
0: Right. It just even Matt Hicks gets it wrong.
1: It was the he he at least said he said the Chris Reynolds anchor call moment. That's not incorrect.
0: And brevity being, you know, the key to any good story, to any good story. That's probably the thing we should have named it. But the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law anchor Colin moment. Just rolls right off. It
1: rolls off the tongue. It's it's it you. you we couldn't right not. We couldn't not say that, but he's right. This is the Chris
2: Reynolds anchor Colin moment. Yeah. Rick Rosh Hashanah Cohen. Rick, wait, Rosh wait, Hashanah, wait, wait, Matt and Spike, hold on, I Rick, Matt and Matt and Spike Rick, Rosh Hashanah, Cohen Where do you stand on the Minting of pennies and nickels And what will you do to get rid of it And
1: move to an Ethereum based economy Rick, Rosh Hashanah That's good
0: I have to say that's
1: That is good
0: God, am I going to have to come up with rapper names for you? For yeah,
1: every- but and they can't just be Jew because you've gotten like where you're just like you know Jewpoc or like
0: it's like my second one or
1: like if it's um, Post Malone, you'll be like Jew Malone.
0: I have not gotten that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Yet There's a chance that I get there Yet Uh, 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 (laughs) Rick
1: Rosh Hashanah
0: Rick Rosh Hashanah That's that's One of
1: my favorites That's gold It's so good that I think I forgot Oh, uh, uh, pennies and nickels So I'm not so sure with nickels But definitely with pennies Like enough already Like it costs more To mint a penny Than a penny is worth And that's been true For a very, very, very long time, both because of the and this is this is the nature of why the Fed is terrible, because the Fed has consistently increased the cost of living through the devaluation of currency. The value of the penny goes down and down and down and down and down. And because of that cost of living increase across the board, the cost of making the penny goes up and up and up and up and up and up and up. What a perfect microcosm of why the Fed sucks. Eventually, it will reach a point where the dollar is worth less than the cost of making a dollar. And eventually, it will be where the cost of making a $5 bill is less than the value of the blah, blah, blah. Okay, this is where we're headed. By the way, that's part of the reason why they're pushing for a cashless economy. Yes, it's so that they can more easily track your every single move. But it's also because it reduces their cost of having to print out money that's actually worth less than the cost of making it. So, how do we switch to a, you 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 mentioned Ethereum. I certainly like Ethereum. Uh, all disclosure, I do have some Ethereum. Lost it in a tragic. Uh, Computer crash. Wa- wallet. Crypto wallet.
0: I forgot at, my password to
1: my crypto wallet. At C, on, the, on my boat. Very sad.
0: The stored password on my phone sank.
1: Sank. (laughs) I lost the password on my my boat. (laughs) The answer is that uh, Joe believes in ending the Fed and moving uh, moving us to free market-based currency, transitioning us over to a free market-based currency. And I, I personally believe, and I would say Joe probably agrees with me on this as well, that that free market will move towards cryptocurrency. Blockchain is the future. But we leave it up to the free market to determine what it is. I don't think it's going to be physically printed money. Um, There may be some aspect where that's helpful, but I, I think just in general, even long before this pandemic, we were moving away from that. And the only concern there is that by having everything on a ledger like that, it means the government can track your every move. The beauty of cryptocurrency is, depending how it's set up, they can't, which is another reason for it. And this isn't a, oh, so you can go and buy prostitutes and, 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 and you know, cocaine and machine guns and hire people to kill each other. It's none of that. It's yes. it's none of anyone's business what you do with your money. Right. But you can't. It's, it's none of their business. And it's certainly not the government's business what you do with your money. Whether you're buying hookers and cocaine, which is your right, or I guess you'd be technically renting the sex workers and buying the cocaine.
0: Be buying the cocaine. You would not
1: be renting the cocaine. You would be renting right. the services of the sex workers, and then you would be buying right. the cocaine. That's your right, if you want to do that. If you want to buy milk and bread, whatever, it doesn't it's – it is no one's business what you're doing. Um, and so that's the beauty of crypto is that it allows for all of the benefits of a cashless society, but also has the benefit of it not being you not incriminating yourself because forcing you, it's it's arguable. It could be argued that forcing someone to use a currency, uh, a form of currency that everyone gets to see, including law, or I guess that law enforcement gets to see even without, without your permission, it's arguable that that's a violation of your fifth amendment right not to incriminate yourself. Um, at the very least, it goes against the, the, the uh, spirit and the ethics of, of, the constitution, which is that you should be able to do things without it being anyone's business. Speaking of mining your business and money, the very first coins, the continental uh, Congress, uh, continental U S coins, the very first coins that were minted by Ben Franklin himself, I believe Is
0: that correct. Yeah.
1: I sure. believe, yeah. By Ben Franklin himself. Do you know what they said on them?
0: Mind your business. Mind your business. That's not, okay, so that phrase wasn't like, mind your business, stay out of mine. That's not what he meant by that.
1: What did he mean by that?
0: Take care of your business. Make sure you are doing your, bit, like, your job. Right. Right, not, not, mind your business, stay out of mine.
1: But in the greater sense of things, if you're taking care of your stuff, that means you're not bothering someone else. That's that's how mind your business turned into mind your damn business.
0: Right. Right. Today's lexicon, it doesn't really match up with what he initially intended it because we've adopted a whole new slang for it.
1: Same thing with the... uh, the quote they use from Franklin about the uh, those who trade security, essential security for – or essential freedom for security deserve neither. That didn't right. mean another thing. Right. But mind your business. So final question is from Chris Reynolds himself. What a fantastic moment for us all to share now.
0: If this is about soccer, I'm walking away.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't either. All right, hold on. Let me.
0: Where did that thing?
1: Okay, here we go. From Chris himself.
2: First time, long time. Love what you guys are doing. You guys are the power, and uh, really keep me going every single day. So thank you, and um, I, I really can't say how grateful I am for everything that you do. Um, I wanted to see if you guys would discuss one of the probably like big everything that you do. Um, know you. I wanted to see if you guys would discuss one of the. Probably like bigger controversies um, recently. I think you will probably know all about this stuff, anyways. Especially Spike. Um, so I guess I'll direct this to him. Um, as I'm sure you know, um, the English Premier League has named Jordan Henderson of Liverpool as Player of the Year, which is one of the most ridiculous things anyone has ever heard. He scored four goals this year. There were five players that scored more than twenty goals. He's not even like the fifth best player on his own squad. Um, So I'd love your guys' thoughts on that And uh, keep up the good work, thanks
1: I've lost a host A co-host because of this So I hope you're happy I now have to finish this show myself Because of this and frankly, you knew this would happen. You knew this would happen. You knew this would happen. How dare you? So, now we move on to, now we move on to the second so that was the Chris Reynolds attorney at law. So from here until the end of the election season, we will be looking into one of the platforms from uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden in depth. Basically, we'll explain why it's terrible. Uh, and uh, we did Joe Biden's we started uh, last week uh, with Joe Biden's uh Gun control policies. Gun control and they were terrible. Right. And not to be outdone. Donald Trump, we're going to talk about his executive orders. So, right,
0: we, yeah. So, we were going to do uh, one of Donald Trump's policies, but mm-hmm. if you go to his election website, it doesn't have a list of his policies. Instead, he has a list of accomplishments. I'll put those in quotes, <laughs> accomplishments uh, that he's bragging about. And nowhere on there does it say what his plan is for 2021 and beyond.
1: No, nope, sure uh, doesn't.
0: <laughs> right? It just says the accomplishments. Says I searched accomplishments. his website for longer than I wanted to be on Donald Trump's website today, looking for a platform, and I couldn't find it. So instead, we're going to talk about the executive orders. Um, Instead, we're going to talk about the executive orders he wrote over the weekend.
1: Yeah, he has nothing here about what he plans to do. It's all just... Nothing. Nothing. Oh, my gosh. This is just a website made of jingoism. Let me get
0: off of this. Holy hell. Yeah, I was, I was searching it, and I was like, okay, well, here's issues. Bam. Okay, nope. nope. That's just accomplishment.
1: No, it's just Joe Biden is, sucks, which <laughs> we agree. That's right. really what – Joe Biden sucks. Look at these really bad things I did.
0: Yeah, look at these things that I did that some people that wear MAGA hats will say are accomplishments, and –
1: so here are the things he's claiming were good for for uh, uh, over the weekend. Trump signed a number of executive orders. The the main four main orders uh, extended uh, unemployment benefits, uh, which have been accredited with the jobless problem because there are people that are
0: making more money, making more money at home employed.
1: than being employed during a pandemic. Which I don't blame them. Because if you could make more at home, why not? But that's not really a good way to bolster the economy. Get the economy going. Uh, provide a <laughs> payroll tax holiday, which you still will have to
0: pay. We're going to get into all of those. Like defer- the first, okay. So I'll just okay <laughs> defer
1: student loan payments through twenty twenty again, uh, and extend the federal protection. From evictions. So first with that uh, unemployment benefits extension.
0: Yes. So it is down to uh, 400 a week as opposed to 600, the 600 that had been previously. Um, However, what Trump did say is that 300 of it is going to come from the federal government and the states will have to kick in that other 100.
1: He's making state legislation now.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, meaning, the president just told states how to spend their money. Does he have? So, did
1: the CARES Act give him the authority to do this, or is he no. just
0: no? Uh, yeah, because that brings us to the fact that uh, the president can't sign an executive order to provide spending. That has to come from Congress. It's
1: like basic how.
0: So everybody's they'd... work, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, it's like one hundred and
1: one like... how 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 laws work. I
0: I think I learned that from Schoolhouse Rock.
1: Schoolhouse Rock, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, But as was reported today somewhere, but I don't remember where, uh, neither the Republicans nor the Democrats are probably going to sue him over this or try to stop it because it would be so bad for optics in an election year to stop this unemployment stimulus, quote unquote, stimulus money yep. from getting to the people. So none of them are going to do anything about it, which means that there will be precedent of a president signing an executive order for yep. spending.
1: Yep. We're in a whole new territory with this. This is this is some new stuff here. We've already yeah. had presidents legislating and then courts upholding it, saying, well, I think it was good, so we're going to uphold it. And then even when a future president uh, tries to get rid of it, judges have fought and said, well, it's good policy, though. So now you have
2: the executive
1: branch and the judicial branch uh, legislating and then trying to stop future executive branches from from doing the same. Uh, This is
0: new. Your executive order to overturn the other executive order can't happen because that executive order was written first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is all new. This is the president saying and he went ahead and just went all in cuz not only is he ex- is he legislating federal spending he's legislating state spending yep so he's not just violating the limitations of his branch of government he's violating the reach of the federal government into the legis- into the spending legislative decisions of the states
0: yep this is is new stuff here that is one step closer from the united states of america to the united state
1: just america
0: yeah just
1: to the um, united white house of america and none of the democrats certainly not the constitutional conservative republicans we already knew they weren't going to challenge it because the Constitution of them is something that they grandstand on and, and, and give lip service to in between their blatantly unconstitutional acts, whatever they see fit. Democrats definitely aren't going to challenge this either, even while they complain about the president taking unprecedented control of the federal government. This one will get ignored, even though this one is really, 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 really going to create problems in the future.
0: Yeah, this one. We probably should have closed with this one now. <laughs> this, is, it, this, is this one's really bad.
1: This is one of the worst from a standpoint of infringement of the basic fundamentals of how government is supposed to operate. This is one of the worst things that we've ever talked about on this show. And I know that sounds like hyperbole. <laughs> this is bad. Imagine a situation in which Congress has zero authority anymore because the president simply just says, I'm going to spend this much on this and this much on this and this much on this. And the states have to spend this much on this and this much on this and this. So not only are you basically rendering the federal legislature, the Congress obsolete, you're rendering state governments obsolete. This is the makings. If the president controls the purse at all levels of government, bad enough to control the purse at the federal government. If he controls, if he or she, whoever's in there, controls the purse at the federal level, you now have effectively a dictatorship and you are now reliant on the relative benevolence of that person in office. There is no more check and balance. We probably should have ended on that one.
0: Yeah, we should have ended. Because all
1: these ones are terrible, but my God.
0: Yeah, no, that one. And I figured I'd just throw the first punch as hard as I could on that (laughs) one. But
1: (laughs) All the rest of these are going to sound relatively benign after that, but let's go. Let's go ahead. So then he also provided a, a payroll tax holiday.
0: Right. Uh, so, Americans earning less than a hundred thousand per year, and instruct the and he instructed the, it's a payroll tax holiday for Americans earning less than a hundred thousand dollars per year, and he has instructed the Treasury Department to allow employers to defer payment of the employee portion of certain payroll taxes, i.e., Social Security and Medicaid. Uh, but there is no guarantee the workers will receive that money. So that doesn't mean. The money's not going to come out of your paycheck. It just means that your employer doesn't have to pay them.
1: But he's not abolishing it. He's deferring it, which means you're still going to owe it in April of next year unless he's reelected.
0: Yep, because he said, if you reelect me, I will do my best to just get rid of it.
1: Which means nothing because if you were able to do that, he'd do that now. But this is a threat. You will have to pay a whole <laughs> bunch of money in April.
0: I'm going to save you money now that you're going to have to pay back unless you elect me.
1: It's some, some incredible brinksmanship. Now, if your primary concern is not having to pay this back, vote for Joe Jorgensen and myself because she's going to abolish the IRS. He's going to fire everyone in it, and the tax rate will be set to zero. Well, by virtue of the fact that no one will be collecting it. So that'll Mm -hmm. happen. Uh, That's called an executive order that actually puts the money back in your pocket. This is a deferment. This is a really, really bad thing. So speaking of of deferring a payment that you'll have to pay in a massive lump sum later, he's also doing that with student loan payments.
0: So this oh. one he's just he's deferring the payments until the end of the year, and it puts a halt to the interest rates accruing to the interest accruing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't mind this one
1: but it also keep, keep in mind it defers the payments and it halts all interest to accrue, but the number of payments still accrue, so you will owe three months of payments at the end of December or four months of payments at the end of December.
0: No, I think it's just. I don't think that those accrue. I think that you just would go back to your normal payments in January.
1: So it adds it to the end of it.
0: Yeah, it just adds it to the end.
1: Okay, so then this one actually isn't terrible if that's the case, yeah, because
0: one, yeah, if, this one isn't bad.
1: Yeah, so this one if, isn't if
0: bad. this one, I'm I, I'm a supporter of. I've got many friends and I pay uh, student loan payments and. Well,
1: okay. and, and and the federal government nationalized student loans that they basically forced people to take on because they, uh, implemented policies that allowed the, uh, that empowered and basically uh, required, uh, college campuses, college, colleges and universities to massively jack up the pricing of, of higher education. Um, it is arguable that a student, a, a loan that is owed to the government, uh, because of a coercive system they've created is an illegitimate one anyway. Uh, so if they decide to defer payments, uh, and and halt interest and, and truly defer payments to where those payments get put on the end of your loan amount and you, you just start paying again in December. That's actually not a bad thing. It's just one step away from what should probably happen, which is just ending them. Um, and so then he's also extending the federal protections from evictions. Evictions where the person who owns the home and still has to continue paying the mortgage can't,
0: so this is a, pay rent. Yeah. well, this is a program where the federal government will actually pay if you are behind on your rent. Gosh. Right. So if somebody, if somebody falls, but, uh, here in Pinellas County, uh, they have a program. I don't remember the name of it right now, but they will give you, um, if you are behind on your rent up to $4,000, they will send a check for $4,000 to your landlord. Up to four thousand. Up to four thousand. Okay. So if if you're behind thirty two hundred, whatever, they will send that check to them if you apply and show that the reason you're behind is because of COVID. Um, so I have a friend who will remain absolutely nameless, um, who's applying for that, in a scheme they worked up with their landlord, so he doesn't have to pay rent for the next four months.
1: Wow. Yeah. Which means that's going to be happening a lot. Yeah. Of course, the the great news there is they'll be stuck with the bill with interest because that's how all federal government – that's all how government payouts happen is you then have to pay it back with interest because that's, that's how
0: government is paid for now.
1: So – Again, all of these don't sound nearly as bad as that first one. That first one is uniquely terrible.
0: Yeah, that first one is really bad. As I was writing the notes, I was like realizing everything that it meant, so that's why I just kept adding more, and I probably should have just moved it down to the bottom at that point. Yeah. Um, He has also announced a few times over the weekend um, that he plans on issuing an executive order mandating that insurance companies may not deny health care to those with pre-existing conditions. And I know that many of you may be out there going, wait, isn't this already a thing? Yep. Didn't we think about this back in 2012?
1: T- t- yeah. 2010 was when we first started this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Oh o- nine, 2010 was when this debate first yeah. started.
0: Yeah. Um, And you would be correct, because this is already part of Obamacare, the legislation that Trump ran on dismantling, and now he's getting ready to sign an executive order protecting that portion. Yeah. Now, he is calling it a double safety net, and he wants people to know that Republicans care about people, too. Uh, No, he really said he wants people to know that Republicans care about people, too. He says, I'm doing this to let people know that Republicans are totally strongly in favor of taking care of people with pre-existing conditions.
1: Of course, if you really wanted to take care of people with pre existing conditions, you would dismantle the system that Republicans and Democrats had created, which drove up the cost of health care so massively in the first place and made it so that health care was something that was unaffordable for the vast majority of Americans uh, and leading to a massive uh, power grab system uh, that we have now. Uh, in the in the form of Medicare, Medicaid, and the uh, and and the government mandated insurance, which is making way for what they are billing as Medicare for all, but truly is more something between Medicaid for all and the VA for all. Yep. Which will be a terrible system. It will still cost a fortune. It'll just be paid by you with interest uh, in the form of government spending, uh, taxes for that government spending. Uh, but it's a good thing that Donald Trump has always believed that it was okay for a president to make laws with the stroke of a pen without Congress.
0: Oh, um, wait. No. Yeah. He apparently didn't believe that uh, because July 10th, 2012, he tweeted, Why is Barack Obama constantly issuing executive orders that are major power grabs of authority?
1: With then a link to an Whatever order that... that- An order that definitely was not Trump's order to spend money, the state's money, to spend federal money without congressional impetus uh, or and then additionally spend state money. This is this is not just legislating in spirit. This is just straight up making laws and spending laws. And bills and and, and, uh, unfunded mandates from the White House for both the federal and state government. And no one will do anything. When asked about it, he'll go, I mean, taking care of people, I'm taking care of people. Instead of the fact that he's robbing them to pay for a giveaway program, he came up with himself the Republicans who always complain about constitutional authority and overspending by government will say nothing. The Democrats who are complaining about Donald Trump being a fascist and taking power away from Congress and you know and 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 so forth will say nothing. No. Way. And these are perfect examples of what they pretend to be against happening right in front of them, and yeah. they're and just.
0: If Joe Biden happens. To win this election, which I still I I know that Trump's behind in the polls, but I don't see it happening. I still, I Joe Jorgensen's going to win, or Trump. Um, and if but if Joe Biden happens to win, and he starts signing these executive orders because Congress can't decide on some stimulus package or some spending bill, and he starts signing spending bills as executive orders, you won't hear a word. Nope. You won't hear a word from the Democrats.
1: No, you won't Don't hear.
0: You need to do it. You need to do it.
1: Yep. Yep. This is this is bad. Yeah. This is really really bad. Like I said, uh, there are certainly things that have been done that caused more immediate harm, as a you know, uh, 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 in terms of policy and so forth. This one is uniquely, uniquely bad um, from the standpoint of what this will lead to in the future, that you will just have a president that is just spending endless money.
0: Congress won't give me the money. I'm just going to sign. Congress won't
1: give me the money. I'll just spend it myself. The states don't want to spend it. I'll just make them do it.
0: Right. They have to now.
1: And because the precedent is there and no one stopped it,
0: yeah. the first time they, it gets... They first time will it gets, not
1: fight this. They won't fight this. And if it ever does get fought, then it will be easy for whoever president that is to go, well, you know, it's been done multiple times and no one did anything about it then. No
0: Squirrely Atlas, Atlas has a good point on uh, YouTube. He says... I'm afraid of an assault weapons ban by executive order if Biden gets in. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent.
1: Assault weapons ban and uh, an additional um, in in addition to assault weapons ban, the spending to pay for its enforcement. Where he's not even going to Congress and saying, you know, we need to whatever just saying and I allocate this much money to be spent uh, and taxed uh and spent to you know enforce it through the a t f and and state a- and the states will have to pay this much in order to be able to uh you know in order to be able to uh to to you know to enforce these laws like this yep. is really 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 bad. really bad
0: really really bad
1: yeah this is again this is there is no uh there is no understating how terrible this is um i am it is i'm a bit flabbergasted i am flabbergasted are you flabbergasted
0: i'm constantly flabbergasted when i'm around you well thank you
1: well wait (laughs) i don't know if that's
0: super fan sarah anderegg stop telling people what voices i do during our special time wait don't worry about that.
1: No, I. But I. She
0: I don't said, know why I
1: want to know. Matt,
0: she said, "Your impressions, baby. Your impressions kill me." Then Ryan Scray says, Ryan Scray says Matt does such a good Trump voice. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. I work very hard on it." You, then Sarah says he does a creep Clinton one too, and Pennywise. Pennywise. Yeah. Hello, Gordy. Oh, it's no. Winnie the Pooh with a rasp. But why during spe- Don't ask questions about special time.
1: I want this. You don't know what she's into. Out of my head, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to unremember this. <laughs> and it's searing itself. <laughs> this is what trauma looks like in real time. I'm going to get past this because I'm a strong person. Okay. So we no no, 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 no. <laughs> Speaking of the Jorgensen Cohen campaign, my God, we, there's some great stuff happening in this campaign this week. Don't just don't. So the first, so I'm going to be in beautiful Virginia this uh, starting on Friday, and I'll be there Friday and Saturday. Starting, uh, is this, yeah. First thing is uh, on August fourteenth, Friday, August fourteenth at uh. This says five thirty, but I thought it was six. But we'll go ahead and say five thirty. Uh, I will be at Eavesdrop be- Brewery in beautiful Manassas, Virginia. Come That's out and where meet I grew me. Up. Really?
0: Yeah, I grew up right like, like five minutes from there. Well, now you're not welcome there. Um, <laughs> we should go visit my parents.
1: They're welcome to come out. I'm not going to be there long enough to visit anyone. I wish I could. There are plenty of people I'd love to visit. But uh, I will be in beautiful Manassas, and uh, I invite you to come out and uh, hang out with me at Eavesdrop Brewery. And then the following day on the 15th uh, at, at noon, I will be speaking at Anarchon. I will be the keynote speaker speaking there uh, at um, the Cove Campground over, over in beautiful Gore, Virginia. Uh, and then, <laughs> then I will be speaking at the uh, Black Lives Matter 757 Black Guns Matter Get the Strap Rally. That's what it's called, the hashtag Get the Strap Rally, uh, hosted by uh, Black Lives Matter 757, a local Black Lives Matter group in Black Guns Matter. Uh, and the keynote speaker there will be uh, Maj Dure of uh, Black Guns Matter fame and uh, they invited me to be one of the speakers. So I, uh, I'm i not sure when my l- order in the lineup will be, but I, I am uh, very much looking forward to that and, uh, and happy and honored to be a part of that. That will be at the uh, Virginia State Capitol in beautiful Richmond, Virginia. And I am super excited about all these events. And then starting next week, Wednesday the 19th, in Cincinnati, Ohio, I will be starting my leg of the... Jorgensen Cohen bus tour on a bus. I'm gonna be on a I'm gonna be on a bus with my name on it. See, he's got my name on it right there. Gotta get it real big. So you can see. There's Drew Jorgensen's face. There's Cohen right there. Boom. Jorgensen Cohen. Jorgensen, Cohen. Jorgensen Cohen, bus tour. So Matt, (laughs) oh, so that's going to be happening. And then join us uh, on Tuesday for uh, the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I will be right here parsing through the week's events like the sweet little summer children that we are.
0: And anybody who enjoys watching me struggle through a show, I will be streaming the next few. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, we're definitely going to make up for Pennywise.
0: I'll do the entire show as Pennywise.
1: I will leave and fake (laughs) a internet problem (laughs) forever. Forever. (laughs) Sorry, still got bad. Is your internet bad? Yep.
0: Yep. Are you back home? I sure am.
1: How's your internet? <laughs> Terrible.
0: Don't I know saw you live happens.
1: streaming earlier. I don't know how because my internet's really bad. <laughs> so Matt, if people were looking for us on the internet, is that possible? And if so, how is that possible? Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't do it. I will stop the stream. Don't.
0: Um, it would be possible. Okay. For, for you old school listeners who enjoy listening to our sweet, sultry, buttery voices. You can find us at anchor.fm slash Waters, Where you can also leave us messages that we will play live on the air. And you can also donate to us if you are so inclined. You can find us on all of your favorite social media platforms, and you can find this and every other episode of Muddied Waters of Freedom at muddiedwatersmedia.com.
1: And every episode from Muddy Waters Media, which for the last few weeks has just been this show because I've been so busy that I haven't done my show, my fellow Americans, but I do plan on restarting that next week because it's definitely not going to be this week.
0: Cassandra Fudge has a very important question. Are you afraid of clowns or just the creepy voice?
1: No, it's neither. I just... I really hate the idea of you having sex. But especially... um, (laughs) Like, I don't mind the idea of you having sex in the abstract. Because you're a sexual being and that's fine. I'm fine with that. It's the... It's that detail that sickens me. And... Folks, again, this is how trauma works. So you have this dichotomy happening in here where I want this memory to go away and I never want to hear it again. But instead, it's burning itself to make sure that not only do I never forget it.
0: You are losing something very important for this memory. Some other memory.
1: That's probably a good one.
0: Pythagorean theorem is now gone. It's being put and in the dustbin of history. Now you're just getting, hello,
1: Gordy. Ah! And <laughs> so it's burning so that not only is it something I'll never forget, it's something I'll never stop thinking of. And the continued reality of that being the case burns itself ever more and at the same time makes me want even more to never hear it and then there's that that duality and that the the, the 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 cognitive dissonance that comes from my wanting this to just not be a thing and instead it's becoming everything this is what abuse looks like and it's not okay
0: Do you want to know what Bill Clinton says? I do
1: not. (laughs) I do. I do not. I I don't. I'm going to get through this. (laughs) That is my promise to the American people and to the people around the world that are watching and listening to this. I will not be defeated by this. (laughs)
0: George Bush Sr.? I will,
1: I know, I will, (laughs) I will win this. And what's sad is I know what your George Bush Sr. sounds like. And it, and, and what? That might help (laughs) knowing that I don't want to hear it. Knowing that actually helps distract from Pennywise. There's just so many questions, and I don't want to know the answers to them. When your mind is flooded with a bad thing that your subconscious wants to know more, because that's the, that's the, the, the inquisitive nature of our subconscious being... But our conscious is like, no, I want to know less about this. That creates a dichotomy. And then the lizard brain is saying, I'm scared. Something scary is happening.
0: Dan Klein says, I bet he has a good Ross Perot impression in bed, too. You would be correct, Dan Klein. My Ross Perot is pretty spot on. (laughs) Wait.
1: <laughs> Do you ask if you can finish?
0: <laughs> well, I will now. Can I, finish? Can I finish? Can, can I finish? finish? can I finish? can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Hey baby, can I finish? <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool. I want to go so far away to a land where no one ever Ever talks to me again?
0: <laughs> Superfan Sarah Anderig is no, so mad no, no. She is so mad at me right now. I am certain <laughs> I won't be using any of these voices tonight.
1: <laughs> ever. ever, Sarah, you can make this right. Don't let him ever use these voices in such a situation or any voice because he will. We know him. We both know him. This will become his thing. And at first you'll be like, well, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm and it will it it will become so much bigger. You have the power to stop this. You. Are the power. Don't say that to
0: her. Been working on my Spike impression? No.
1: (laughs) So, folks, thanks for tuning in. I am... I'm sorry. But thanks for tuning in we will see you next week
0: and where we're going we don't need roads what's going on muddied waters viewers uh i am here with my friend adam the freeman and we are here to do something a little in-depth for you today that some of you have asked about
3: yeah, and um, obviously, if anybody knows um, about what Matt drinks on almost every single episode of the uh, Muddy Waters of Freedom, uh, it's kava, and uh, we've got a, a wide variety of items here on the table. Matt, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we got going on here?
0: So, what we're going to do is we're going to make kava the easiest way that you can make kava at home. Um, so we have kava that is very similar to what it, the packaging would look like when you receive it, uh, a gallon of water, a bucket glasses to drink it in and pantyhose for a strainer you would also need one cup which is we preloaded with kava which is why i'm being kind of careful with it <laughs> um and it's really easy to make uh so and where's the kava from again uh this kava is from Vanuatu. uh it's from the island of Vanuatu. the company we got it from is Nakamal at home Knock them all at home. N-A-K-A-M-A-L-A-T-H-O-M-E. Glad you spelled it because I definitely
3: <laughs> wouldn't have been able to. Right. Uh, definitely um, one of the, the highest rated vendors that you could possibly buy Kava from. Uh, hands down, for sure.
0: Without without question, the best Kava on the market. So uh, if you can help me out, if you can open up.
3: So what we have here is some knee highs, a 10-pair value pack of pantyhose. It. And what does this do for the whole process here? So you use that just as your basic
0: strainer. If you have strainer bags or things like that at home, uh, (laughs) sure. Uh, If you have strainer bags at home, those are easier to use. But this is something that most people use, and it has a small enough micron count that it will hold most of the cava inside while allowing you to strain out all the stuff that you want from it. Um, which are called cava lactones,
3: right? And I'm guessing basically because you know you don't necessarily want all the sediment. You don't want to drink the right. actual powder itself, um, and it doesn't dissolve within the water. So you want to actually filter that out and, uh, and brew it almost like a tea, correct? With cold water. Mm. All right, so
0: so you just take one cup of kava, and this is just a general guideline. Is one cup? You may want more. You may want less. Uh, depending on how much kava you drink. And is interesting because when you first start drinking it, you don't really feel the effects of it. But the longer you drink it, the less it takes to feel the effects. And they call it
3: a reverse tolerance, right? Correct. Yeah.
0: And I didn't believe it for a long time, <laughs> but it's a real thing. So you just have your kava, and it's inside the pantyhose. I tie it. You don't have to. Um, and then you just take a gallon of filtered or purified distilled RO water, uh, I would recommend not tap. And you just pour it in. And you want to make sure that you are soaking the cava.
3: Yeah, just fully saturating it. This sucker swells up, huh? Yeah, real quick. (laughs)
0: And the style that we are using to make this kava is the Fijian style. And that's where you have the kava inside a strainer bag and put the entire strainer bag in water. And then I did wash my hands before this. Um,
3: (laughs) I would hope so. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You just got to really get in there and you want to knead it and go at the kava. You want to try to get all of the kava lactones to mix with the water.
3: And for some of the, some of the viewers that uh, may or may not be familiar with kava, Matt, what are some of the benefits for um, this Pacific Island drink? So
0: it's a root, so everybody knows that you're drinking, um, and it comes from a root of the kava plant, and once it's ground up and pulverized into a very fine powder, you have kava, and when you drink it, 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 it promotes relaxation, it can aid with those kind of sleepless nights. Um, it has a numbing tendency, so it will...
3: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's
0: going to numb your mouth. Yeah, it's,
3: definitely. The first time that I ever had kava, I remember um, um, somebody messing with me saying that I had like a reaction to it because I was like, well, my mouth feels numb, but it's uh, apparently like a local anesthetic. Or, right,
0: local... Uh, uh, is that right? No, anesthetic. Anesthetic. Yeah. Right, not an anesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's like an anesthetic. Um... <laughs> But when you're doing it, because it does, it gives you relaxation. And there are different kinds of kava, uh, depending on where from the root it comes from. The kava we are promoting is stone. The kava we are making is white sand. (laughs) Um, And the white sand is going to give you more of a mind sort of relaxation. It really does help with focus
3: in smaller quantities. Um, in larger quantities, it will destroy that focus very quickly. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I also like to, to make special note of, with kava and the different uh, variants of it, there is a very easy, easily defined palate that you can develop with it. I mean, like stone, as an example, is very pungent, very pungent. Um, stronger tasting. Uh, stronger smelling, very peppery, uh, as where the white sand is is I mean, in my opinion, much easier to drink. Oh, it's definitely uh, very easier smooth to drink. Um, and then less pungent and less peppery. And then, so, about how long do you typically do that for? So
0: I'd typically do it just for a few minutes. Um, when you are doing it, if you look at the color of the cava that is coming out of the strainer bag, you'll see that it gets lighter as you are doing it.
3: Right, like that. Yeah.
0: So once you get where once you get it to the point where it's no longer coming out as a full color and it's kind of uh, opaque. Right. That's when you know you're pretty much done. So only a couple of minutes to do and then you're done. You, that's it. <laughs> and then that's simple enough, right? Yeah, it's basically really simple. And then you pour it into whatever your preferred method of
3: drinking is. Or whatever your available method yeah, of drinking is. Yeah, or whatever is. the
0: available. Because normally, as you see on the show, I drink it in much larger quantities than this. <laughs> uh, and then traditionally what you do is you would say Bula, which is a Fijian greeting for too long life and good health. Um, as we say on the show, though, Bula vanaka" means the exact same thing. Uh, so... Thank you all. Uh, Hope you enjoyed this. If you have any other questions, let us know, and uh, we will include the links in our show notes.